You have the American dream. You own your own business. But owning a business turns out to be more than you thought. It's a pain in the neck. You're not getting where you want to go. You're not getting what you want to get. And you're working 97 hours a week. We're here to help you fix that. This is the Small Business Celebration Podcast. I am your host, Michael Roberts, and on this podcast, you can learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Hello, Visioneers. We're here at Dagny's Cafe here in downtown Bakersfield. But before we begin our interview with this week's successful small business visioneer, I want to take a moment and thank you, the listener, for helping Small Business Celebration reach a significant milestone. If you're listening to this podcast for the first time, you're about to hear an example of why 1,750-plus small business owners, partners, general managers, presidents, and CEOs have connected with Small Business Celebration on a weekly basis. When you consider Kern County as just over 10,000 small businesses, 1,750-plus weekly connections is a big deal. We thank the tremendous content that our Visioneer guests continue to provide this podcast, our sponsors, and you, Visioneer Nation, who have subscribed to this podcast, internalized our guests' valuable insight, and because of it, are growing a strong and profitable business. And we thank you. Our guest today is Mike DeShooter, and uh, welcome to the podcast. Good morning, Michael. Thank you for having me on the uh, Small Business Celebration Podcast. And what is it that your business does? I actually representing two businesses, MSD Wireless Communications. Mm-hmm. We do wireless communications, point-to-point, uh, fixed wireless, and uh, also a lot of stuff for oil field related wireless communications. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm also here promoting Cal State Communications. We're a structured cabling company with fiber optics. We bring in the wireless communications and some managed service providing as well. And one of the reasons why I wanted to interview you today is because you are at a crossroads that a lot of successful business owners have. And that is, you started MSD Wireless about 10 plus years ago. Yeah, right, about 9, 10 years ago, yes. And you got to the point where that business is doing very well, but now you're interested in branching out. You're interested in starting something new in addition to your already successful business. And that's why you started Cal State Communications, correct? That's correct, yes. What was the impetus for making that choice? Because wireless communications and then fiber optics on the surface seem similar, but in reality they're very different. And so why did you choose to continue with the existing business and branch out into the new second business? Actually, uh, a friend of mine came to me who's a successful businessman here in town as well, uh, in his own right, very well. And, uh, and who is that? That's Joe Gregory with the Grapevine MSP. Uh-huh. Joe's a good friend of mine, and he came to me and said, Hey, Mike, I, uh, you have the ability to get these jobs done, and I have the customers. And between the two of us, there's just almost nothing we can't do. Mm. And between the two of us, in his Grapevine MSP, now uh, my MSD Wireless, and now together with Cal State Communications, we can – there's I can think of almost nothing that we can't do for a customer for communications or, or – IT or intranet or anything that that they need, mm-hmm. we can supply it. Taking a step back, beginning with MSD Wireless, what's what propagated or what started the idea for starting that business? <laughs> That's a great story. Uh, I got called out on a Sunday to work for a company, and they just asked me right then and there, we don't like the guy that you work for. We mm-hmm. can't stand him, but we love what you're doing. If you had your own company, we'd just hire you. Mm. 
The next day, I went and got my business license, started my company, and true to their word, they hired me. Wow. And and it's been growing ever since. Excellent. And how many employees do you currently have with MSD Wireless? Uh, with MSD Wireless, I have four, five employees now. Five full-time employees. Yeah. And you've been going for 10 plus Ten years. years. Yeah. Why did you choose to make the shift to add Cal State Communications, you personally? After 10 years of doing the same thing in, in the wireless communications, I was ready for something, a, a different challenge. Mm-hmm. And this, this one came up. Joe brought this one to me, and I really, really liked it. It's a different challenge, a different, uh, different set of circumstances every day, and I get to wake up every day to try something different, and I really love it. So you get to play with all the same Tinker Toys, but the challenges are different. Challenges are different. Customers are different. The employees are different. Just the whole approach is different. And it's exciting and new to me and makes me wake up every day with a smile on my face and ready to go to work. One of the things that you are really good at is that you try to approach everything with humor. Explain to us, our listeners, why that's important. It's important to me because I have such a such a sense of humor and i enjoy making people laugh or laughing and and approaching the day like that i I deal with a lot of people that have no sense of humor and it's (laughs) it's a trudge and it's 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 a it's a struggle to work with those people every day and i don't want to be that person i want to be somebody that comes out and has fun yeah we can get the job done we know what we're doing but let's do it and have fun at the same time ron why are you wearing an elf hat it's October, the month of Halloween. It's because I'm thinking about my employees at Geronco's top clients that are going to have holiday parties this year. You're thinking about holiday parties in October? You betcha. Well, you need to plan ahead. You're going to need tables and chairs and flatware and glassware, depending on the size it is. Uh, weather's rolling in. You may need a tent. may need some heaters. So you want to plan ahead and call us as soon as possible so we can make sure we have the gear on hold. But what if I want to reserve all of our party needs from you at Dronco Party Rentals? Michael, I'll let you and any member of Visioner Nation that listens to the podcast come down to our shop at 7501 East Brundage Lane right here in Bakersfield. Or give us a call at 661-325-0855. Or check out our website at Joronco Rentals. That's J-O-R-O-N. CORentals.com. Wait, let me get a piece of paper and write that down. What was that? 7501 East Brundage Lane here in Bakersfield, or give us a call at 325-0855, or check us out on our website at Joronco Rentals. That's J-O-R-O-N-C-O-Rentals.com. That's 7501 Brundage Lane here in Bakersfield, 661-325-0855. Or at Jeronco Rentals, that's J-O-R-O-N-C-O, rentals.com. We're here with Mike DeShedder with Cal State Communications, and we're talking about transitions. What's one of the major things you learned from on your first business that you didn't do the second time around when you started your second business? Well, when I started the second business, I had a partner. Mm. Uh, we're 50-50 partners, and we make decisions together. And we are 99% of the time on the same page. Mm. We, we both have built successful businesses. We know what we're doing, and we are on the same page. Mm-hmm. When, I had the, when I started my first business, I didn't have that. Mm. I didn't have the, uh, the mentorship enough to know what I was doing. 
that that's what was missing the first time and therefore I made a few mistakes and and had to learn from my mistakes I had to had to do it all on my own I didn't know mm. that there were uh, business coaches out there that could help me through some of this stuff I wish I'd known that um, so this second time around I didn't have to deal with a lot of that a lot mm. of that stuff just kind of fell into place mm-hmm. um, wish I'd had that the first time around with the, the business what would you have asked your mentor or business coach for me personally it would have been about banking mm. banking and business loans that mm. was uh, that was the part that I personally didn't know mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody's got their own sets of circumstances that they don't know how to deal with but that was mine and i wish i'd had some some guidance in that area Mm -hmm. at the time because it's one thing to to know how to run fiber and it's something else to know how to put a a wireless network together but it's something else to be able to walk down to the bank and say okay i need x amount of money yes which i was not good (laughs) at i I could build that wireless link for you across the the city or wherever you wanted to be but walking into the bank and talking on their terms was something that I was totally new at. Getting them on board was, I couldn't believe it was that difficult to me at the time because why did they not see the vision that I saw? It, it was so plain to me. Well, how come they just didn't throw money at me? Right, <laughs> you know? sure. And uh, that's, that's, that's the part that I had trouble with, definitely. Well, what did you learn to convince the bankers or communicate with the bankers to receive that, that revenue? I, I had to learn how to talk on their language. Mm. And, and, and how, did you, how did you learn that? Uh, mostly studying it myself on the Internet because, I, like I said, I didn't have the business coach. I didn't know they were available. Mm. So I went and learned it myself and didn't like a second of it. I hated it. <laughs> uh, but I had to go learn it and, and talk to them, or I just made tried to make enough money to where I could fund everything myself and didn't need them. Mm. It sounds great on paper, not not the best business model to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Let the banks help you. Let them throw their money at you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to fund everything yourself anymore. I would venture to guess that part of self-funding means you had to bootstrap a major portion of your business getting started. Ab- oh, every every dime of it. You bet. Mm-hmm. Um, Unfortunately, before I started my business, the, the, this is just how it worked out. Both of my parents passed away a month apart, mm. and, and me and my brother and sister all got a bit of inheritance, and mine was just enough to start my company. Hmm. So I used it very wisely, started my company, and that's what funded everything for me. And I would tend to think at this point your parents would probably be very proud of you. I did, I did them right. I think. I like to think. I, I, they did me right in the end, and I did them right. Uh, I'm, I definitely definitely turned it into something positive. As you've gone through and you've grown your business, have you ever had a moment where you've said, I can't believe I did that? Almost every day. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, uh, my wife and I talk about this quite a bit. If we get a, uh, a rare chance where we get to go, go away together, anymore and uh and and just sit around and and just look at each other and say wow we are just the happiest luckiest people there are Mm -hmm. um everything's worked out good we couldn't be happier we've always been happy with each other but but we look at our lives and just are are immensely thankful every day for what we get to do and one of those uh bits of thankfulness is i've noticed that you have a not so stock corvette I have a, I, well, yes, I, 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 I have the one that I'm driving outside today, but the main one that, that is 
that I promote is actually called the Curvette. Mm. And it's a uh, it's an 81 Corvette that I rebuilt. And it is a, a promotional vehicle for cancer awareness. Really? Yes. And it's... Uh, uh, that's why we call it the Cure Vet, uh-huh. and I take it out to Relay for Life and stuff. And other, I'm getting ready to take it. To car show season's coming up for a little bit more for me, mm-hmm. and it'll be out in uh, some more car shows promoting us finding aware, or awareness for cancer and cancer research. Mm. And that's the that's the Cure Vet project. If, in fact, you can look it up online. It's called thecurevetproject.com, mm. and it has a history of the, the car there. So you're involved heavily in finding a, a cure, and that's also a cure for cancer, that is. And so you're very involved with Relay for Life, are you not? I am. Um, one of the, the biggest things about any business owner that I've talked to is every, every, every successful business owner that I've talked to, mm-hmm. in business, your main goal is to take something from somebody, take money or resources from somebody, mm-hmm. transfer it to you, and disperse it to you and your team. That's mm-hmm. all a business is, right. is taking and giving back. And my, my philosophy and a lot of other people's philosophy, a business, successful business owners, have the philosophy that if you don't give back, eventually you won't be able to take anymore. Mm. And it's kind of keeping the karma train right. So my philosophy is that I have to give back where I decide to give back. A lot of people can write checks to different charities and this and that, but I choose to be a part of American Cancer Society's Relay for Life. Mm. And, uh, and I'm the, I've been the logistics coordinator for that event for the last four or five years right now and, and putting it together. And that's how I give back. And mm. I chose American Cancer Society because everybody's had somebody that's been touched by cancer somewhere somehow. And it's just too big of a subject not to, not to address. So that's how I, I like to do is give back in, and give back to American Cancer Society. It's Relay for Life. If you get a chance to come out to Relay for Life, it'll change your life. It's the best organization I can think of to be a part of and for the best cause. As a small business owner, you are a visioneer, a pioneer with vision. But sometimes it's hard to see the forest through the trees. You know where you want to go, you know what you want to do and have, but you need a confidential second set of eyes to help you get there. Small Business Celebration can be those eyes. Go to smallbusinesscelebration.com and schedule a listening session. See the forest through the trees, realize your vision. Go to smallbusinesscelebration.com and schedule a listening session today. We're here with Mike DeShooter with uh, Cal State Communications, and I wanted to touch a little bit about going back to your your time with MSD Wireless. Tell us a little bit about the process that you have on hiring qualified labor, because what you do requires skilled labor. This is not a a, a line of, of work that you can find readily and easily and somebody straight off the street. And a lot of our business owner listeners, our Visioner Nation, are in a very similar situation that you are where you have to find specialized, qualified talent. And take us on a little bit about what it is that you look for and, and your process for finding that talent. You're absolutely right. What we do is such a niche niche business it's not like we can just hire anybody off the street that, or even people coming straight out of uh, college and school. They just don't do what we do. Mm. They don't teach it there. 
So uh, what we do is, if I'm looking for somebody, what we tend to do is find somebody with the basic skills that we don't need to teach. If they come in with the basic skills... And, we, and where do you find them? A lot of it is word of mouth, to be mm. honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it's word of mouth. We also contact, sometimes we'll contact uh, local uh, sound, uh, Santa Barbara Business College type that have students coming out that, that can be qualified that we can take and train in our way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we use we've used Zip Recruiter. We've used Indeed, and to to success on all of those sides. Sure, individually, it's more. It's less about for us. We found it's less about the uh, where we find them as opposed to finding the right person. Mm. Um, finding somebody who fits our company can can jive well with the other guys and has the basic knowledge of what we need and the work ethic that we're looking for. That's the the biggest mm. thing. Mm. And we take then we can take that person and teach them the personal stuff to our specific company and our specific trade, mm-hmm. which, uh, yeah, finding guys that already know this is is few and far between. They're they're not out there, so we have to take them and and we know that we're gonna train them up to our way and train them to how we we want them to be. But as long as they fit our company, we can train anybody. How do you keep? these employees because you it sounds like you put a lot of work a lot of effort a lot of resources mm-hmm. into training your staff and personnel how do you keep them that's a good one that's uh, um I've, I've gone back to uh a book that i i read and reread it's called the best place to work by mm. um ron friedman mm. and and it's about creating an environment that employees want to stay in mm. and that's something that i i really have studied a lot i don't have all the tools in place i'm not uh i'm not a google size or vmware vmware size company that uh you know can provide six different sushi shops (laughs) to their employees every day or anything but it's given me the attitude of of one i came from uh came up myself as an employee Mm -hmm. and looked at how working for people, things I liked and didn't like, mm-hmm. and vowed to make changes when I became the employer to, to put not put employees in a position of things they don't like. Mm. Such as? Addressing them is a big thing. Mm. Uh, how you talk to somebody sets the whole mood of how your relationship's going to be. Mm. And I've seen, I've worked for, for people that condescended to people, mm. their, their team, that were their employees they were bosses and they had employees mm-hmm. uh, we're, we don't have that mentality we're, we're a team I'm the team leader and we're all team members mm-hmm. that's, it, that's you can you can lead so much better by being a leader than a boss mm. so approaching employees as team members and not well, peasants, I guess. I don't, I don't mean that. that <laughs> sure, I, that's sure. just how I've seen some they're people human. do it. They're human. And, and exactly. They're human. And you ask them how their weekend was. What did they do last night? How's your kids? How's your wife? You know, and I get to know them. They become friends and friendly level. And they come to my house for swim parties. And they're not. it's not a me in the ivory tower looking over the ledge at my peasants in right. any way. We become a team and team members. And we do things together outside of work. And, and that brings you into having a family, not a workforce. It sounds like that uh, you're the kind of business owner that will be in there, you know, trying to get the sales, making the phone calls, but you're also the one that's not afraid to pull the fiber out in the field as well. I've done it, uh, <laughs> well, uh, a few years ago, I, I broke my back uh, on, on a jet ski accident. 
Uh, six weeks after that, we had a job that absolutely had to be done. Mm-hmm. I was out in the warehouse doing this job with my, in my back brace, drilling holes in concrete with the guys. Wow. Uh, you, you'd lead by example, not by ver- verbal. Mm. So, yeah, and the guys saw that, and they worked extra hard for me that day. I was on a Saturday. Wow. You know, so the, they, you get out and you lead with them and work with them. And not only that, but it shows, shows them that you know what you're talking about when you tell them, <laughs> hey, this is how the job needs to be done. They, so they can understand, okay, I've been there and done that job a hundred times before they have. Mm-hmm. And they'll, they'll trust my decisions on things. One of the things that you mentioned earlier in our conversation here is about how you want to find people to do the things that you don't do well yourself. Give us a little bit about how you learned that lesson. Absolutely. I I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not. I'm not good at admin type stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, clerical stuff. I'm terrible at that. (laughs) I I have um, um, our office for, for... MSD Wireless, we have Tessa. She does our office stuff. She does a wonderful job. I let her handle it. The, um, for Cal State Communications, we have Kyleen. She's amazing at what she does. Yeah, I'm not good at that stuff. Mm-hmm. Let mm-hmm. somebody else do it. I'll, mm-hmm. do, I'll do what I'm good at. I know my strengths. And if it's not my strengths, I know enough to hand it off to somebody who's better at it than me. I don't have to be the best at everything. I have employees that are getting better at things than I am now. Mm-hmm. And by all means, you guys go do it. You're better at me. Handle it. And do any of those employees speak banker? <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, when they come into my office and I want to raise, they suddenly think they do. <laughs> you had that I can't believe I did that moment. The business you have today, is it what you envisioned when you first started? The company for MSD Wireless, yes, it really? is. It's what I envisioned to be a small size company handling a niche market. Mm-hmm. For Cal State Communications, mm-hmm. no, my vision is way, way bigger because I've learned that, uh, for lack of a better thing, um, I feel like I can do just about anything, and it's taught me to think a lot bigger than I have before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've opened up my mind and. Thinking way bigger, and Cal State Communications has the potential to become a huge, huge company. Mm -hmm. And that's fully what I expect to happen. But when you first started MSD Wireless, Mm -hmm. way back 10-plus years ago, Mm -hmm. where you are now, is 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 what you're living now, what you envisioned when you first started your business? Yes, because when I first started my business, my goal wasn't... Uh, the big magical mansion on the hill or anything like that. Mm -hmm. My goal was personal accountability, happiness, and flexibility. Mm -hmm. Those were the three things that I wanted out of my business when I first started. Personal accountability happens every day, no matter what. That's just how I am. It's what I expect from me. Mm -hmm. But happiness, I, I have every day in my personal life and my marriage and everything and my business. I love it. And flexibility within my company flexibility to do the things I want to do when I want to do them whether that be uh, take a day off or take time off to come down here and record a podcast without having to tell my boss <laughs> uh, you know, or anything like that or 
whether it be I want to branch out to this new adventure in this company and go a different route, whether I want to have the flexibility to start Cal State Communications and still be able to have time to do it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I wanted out of when I first started the, the business. That's what I wanted was flexibility, mm-hmm. and I've got that. And that's, to me, the most precious thing I can have is flexibility to just do what I want when I want. And it sounds like that didn't come without effort. Oh, it came with tons of effort. Oh, oh, absolutely. I get put effort into it every day. Uh-huh. But it's, it's, I've built up to that level. Mm. Um, I, the first, my wife and I were talking the other day, the first five years of, of my business, mm-hmm. I didn't take a vacation. I took, uh, I want to say, maybe four days off in that whole time. Wow. Because just, I just worked and worked and worked. Mm-hmm. But I loved it and wanted to get up and go to work every day. It wasn't until after that that I started realizing, boy, I need to, I need to take a vacation here and there. <laughs> and, uh, and so my wife and I got good at that. <laughs> the reason I bring this up is because the word entrepreneur is hip and in today. And there's a lot of mm-hmm. people, there's some people, I should say, out there that forget or they don't understand that you have to put in the work and the effort and the energy like you did for the first five years in order to get the freedom and the flexibility yes. down the road. Absolutely. For those that are, are transitioning into a new business or a second business like you're doing right now, are you in a similar situation now where you're having to put as much effort into the second business as you did when you first started your first business? I personally am not because I have been smart enough to build a team under me mm. to do a lot of it. Mm. Uh, when I first started my, my first business, no, I did everything. It took mm. me a while to build a team, and that was a, a very valuable lesson that, that I learned. I, could, I was in a position where... I feel like I'm capable of doing anything, mm-hmm. but I don't have to do everything. Hmm. And l- build a team under you and let them help you. That's the biggest thing. Boy, that, that's, I can't say that enough. Build a team. It takes a team to do this. No, you can't do everything yourself. In the business life, not every day is perfect. We all have days where things don't go as well as we would like. And and what is your approach to dealing with those days that don't go so well or maybe you have something that goes absolutely horribly wrong? Uh, That's, yeah, we all have bad days. Uh, I've had days where everything I've touched turned to crap even though I had the best intentions. Mm -hmm. And, And with me personally... As, as being the owner, everything stops with me. Hmm. I can't just back away and let somebody else handle it. I can't. That My way of getting through it is to power through it. Hmm. I can promise myself a break when I'm done, mm-hmm. but for now, I have to, the only way that it's going to get done is for me to work harder. Mm-hmm. And I tell myself, okay, let's work harder. Let's get through this. When you're done, you can, you can relax, but for now, we have to work harder. It, and just hopefully things turn around. <laughs> and I've, I've done that where I've had horrible, horrible days. Every, like I said, everything I touched just turned to crap. And at, at, at 4.59, the phone rings, and it's a golden opportunity of something that, that I'm just turned my whole day around, turned my frown to a smile, and, and I'm excited to get to work again. Yeah, I had uh, seven hours and 59 minutes of crap, mm-hmm. but... Sometimes it just takes a little bit to turn it around, and then you start fresh, 
with a good attitude and that seven hours and 59 minutes will correct itself. Mm -hmm. It'll turn in. You work hard enough. It'll turn around and it'll become gold again. You make your own luck. Pretty much. Absolutely. And you make your own luck and you make your own attitude. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I can go home depressed and crying about that seven hours and 59 minutes, but I, I have done this enough to know that it's going to turn around and things are going to get better and, uh, just take it with a grain of salt because you're going to have good days and bad days. Is there something that you would advise Visioneer Nation that they could use today to grow a strong and profitable business? The thing I'd, I'd tell somebody, though, is don't wait. Don't hesitate. Get out there and do it. Hmm. It's going to be no different next week than it is today. Quit procrastinating. Get it done today. You want to start your business? Don't hesitate. That's my biggest regret was I didn't do this sooner. Really? Well, I wish I had. How come? Well, one, I've, I've been successful. Not, I understand not all businesses are, but if you're going to be successful, why put it off? Mm. Be successful sooner than later. Get on with it. Don't wait. That Corvette that's the cure isn't going to sit there and make itself. That's right. <laughs> it's not. Uh, we're not going to find a, can- a cure for cancer by us sitting around and not, not attacking it. If you want to be successful, get out and attack it. If people wanted to get in touch with you, Mike, how do they do that? Uh, you can uh, call our, for Cal State Communications, if you call our, our office number at 679-3880, that rings into us. Or you can call me direct if you want, 301-1239 is my cell phone, num- cell phone number. Anybody can always call me day or night. I've been on call for 24-7 for the last 30 years. So I'm not afraid of getting calls in the middle of the night. It's all right. Well, Mike, this has been a pleasure. Thank you very much for being on the Small Business Celebration Podcast and sharing with us your wisdom, and we appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for having me on the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and I appreciate it very much. Ron, why are you wearing an elf hat? It's October, the month of Halloween. It's because I'm thinking about my employees and Geronco's top clients that are going to have holiday parties this year. You're thinking about holiday parties in October? You betcha. Well, you need to plan ahead. You're going to need tables and chairs and flatware and glassware, depending on the size it is. Uh, weather's rolling in. You may need a tent. may need some heaters. So you want to plan ahead and call us as soon as possible so we can make sure we have the gear on hold. But what if I want to reserve all of our party needs from you at Dronco Party Rentals? Michael, I'll let you and any member of Visioner Nation that listens to the podcast come down to our shop at 7501 East Brundage Lane, right here in Bakersfield, or give us a call at 661-325-0855. Or check out our website at Jaronco Rentals, that's J O. R-O-N-C-O, rentals.com. Wait, let me get a piece of paper and write that down. What was that? 7501 East Brundage Lane here in Bakersfield, or give us a call at 325-0855, or check us out on our website at Joronco Rentals, that's J-O-R-O-N-C-O, rentals.com. That's 7501 Brundage Lane here in Bakersfield, 661-325-0855, or at Duranco Rentals, that's J-O-R-O-N-C-O, rentals.com. I've been asked, who is a visioneer? A visioneer is a small business owner who's a pioneer that has vision. A visioneer is someone willing to see the world, not 
as it is, but as it could be, and is willing to do something about it. A visioneer is ethical, smarter, faster, and leaner than the mainstream competition. A visioneer gives value first because visioneers are in business for the long haul. Visioneers understand the difference between saving money and earning a profit. Visioneers define their destiny. Visioneers create their own luck. Visioneers surround themselves with successful, like-minded people. Visioneers are renegades who defy the mainstream competition and are ready to change the world. Are you a visioneer? Become a visioneer by joining the Tribe on Small Business Celebrations Facebook page and on Instagram today. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you may find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. And that's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. Also, if you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. If there is a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I am your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.